Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Week 13 ended the regular season in college football, basically. And we're on to championship week. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the man who saw that Michigan loss coming. And with me, as always, is AJ. Ohio State scored the most points in the history of the game, Marchese. Fuck you. Today, we'll look at some NFL draft declarations, some senior bowl acceptances, do some Week 13 superlatives, and preview who to watch on championship week. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for an Ed or Bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert (laughs) Or rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on a roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600, and that's more money. That's six times the money. <laughs> There's so much to bet on college basketball and football. NBA, NHL, custom props, and even esports, you nerds. You name it. My Bucky is the one I the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. Oh, I recommend these <laughs> these guys because I really trust them. My Bucky's been in business for years, and they've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Whipty woo. Sign up this week and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at MyBucky on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM. Actually, they even retweeted me once. Not to mention that they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers. This football season, you'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie 
right now and use promo code HEAVEN25 to get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code HEAVEN2525. Like, uh, like a Dory Jackson. You play, you win, you get paid. My Bucky. That went a lot of ways, didn't it? Yeah, oh, it did. I like the cowboy part. Yeah, I like that part too. I just Would you say whipty doo or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said whipty doo. Yippee ki I just thought about myself like being a badass, gambling on football, cashing in, making my living off doing that, and I'm like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sounds right? accurate. Yeah. Thank you. That's okay. how cowboys lived. Okay, thanks. Underclassmen who've declared for the 2019 NFL Draft. That's right, people. Draft season is basically here. We have declarations. We already knew about three. We had Nick Bosa and Ed Oliver months ago. We got Rodney Anderson pretty recently. But guess mm-hmm. what? We got four new ones. Wow. Um, start off with the with the two on offense, both receivers. Arizona State's Nikhil Harry and Ole Miss's DK Metcalf. Uh, Harry was very obvious. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, DK, your wide receiver one in the draft. Most uh, people's wide receiver one, brother. Well, I don't care about most healthy. people. I don't care about most people. I care about you, Rob. Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you. Uh, uh, missing yeah. most of the season is the only, like... Neck injury. If that I know, is healed... I, I know. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying, if that is healed, he's wide receiver one. And I, I, mm-hmm. I have to think he declares because he's going to be healthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, as, yeah, yeah. as for Nikhil Harry, there wasn't much more I don't think he could have done for his stock at Arizona State. No. And right now, that Metcalf is receiver one for me. Harry's receiver two. Uh, there's obviously a ton more work to do and a lot can change. Mm-hmm. But I know Harry specifically is polarizing. Because it seems like people are on one of two sides. Either he is one of the two best receivers in the class, or he's like not even in the top five. It's a weird group, man. It's a lot of dudes. It's deep. It's a lot of fun. Harry's at the top for me, like, you know, up there and... I think you will stay there, but hey, Metcalf's long way gonna, to go. If Metcalf's at the combine and healthy, I think he'll just dominate it. He's such a freak. Um, Harry having like just a solid combine will do a lot for his stock, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the defensive side, we had both uh, Michigan defensive lineman Sean Gary and Florida defensive back Chauncey Gardner Johnson declare. Speaking mm-hmm. of uh, blowing up the combine, Not, neither. Surprising, I don't think. I mean, if you're declaring this early, it's generally not surprising. Um, yeah, Gary apparently has like mind-boggling testing numbers, so that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a guy where it's traits versus production. He wasn't that productive this year. He didn't take that step forward. Yeah, I feel I like he never truly reached his poten- potential at Michigan that some thought he could. I like. I think he he. We talked about this in a previous episode, like he. He could have used more time at Michigan, but what's the point? Because he wasn't taking step forward anyways. Like I'm sure he was, but you know what I mean. He, was, he didn't take that massive leap. So and then he got hurt, and it's just like yeah. If if he knows he can destroy the combine, if if he tests the way it's been said he will, like he's a first round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, like even in a deep edge class, he's also a bit of a tweener because he's like 285. Is he a true edge? There's gonna be. He'll he'll be one of the more interesting evals, I think. Yeah. Um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is a guy who it's been like hot and cold. At, at basically yes. everybody on. Um, he finished the season strong. 
mm-hmm. I'm not surprised he came out. He's you can find fun clips of him not trying to tackle people for days, but you can also find clips of him yeah. destroying people. It, he's, he's polarizing. Yeah, he's going to be a weird one too. He's also interesting because at Florida he played corner, safety, and nickel. Mm-hmm. So that versatility is obviously big. I think he's like kind of in the over the like the that overhang role that Minka Fitzpatrick was billed as playing, or like the, what he did play at Alabama. Yeah. I think that's kind of the fit you're looking for, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Obviously, he's nowhere near Minka Fitzpatrick, but I think he'll be a player that really intrigues NFL teams. It's just there'll be a lot of questions about effort and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're not yeah, wrong. you're not wrong. All those guys are. Uh, Going to be a fun evals. Um, all right, moving on uh, to seniors. We had a ton of senior bowl acceptances this week, or since the last episode, I should say. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go through the guys who just got invited because there's just, I'm just, from now on, we'll just run through the guys who accept. Yes, please. Um, there's about 30 of them. <laughs> uh, one yeah. word, do we do the one word thing again? Yeah, did you, did you like that? I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I used multiple words for all of them, but I liked it. Me or you? Me. Okay, yeah, well, you can't count. All right, off the top, uh, Auburn interior defensive lineman, Dontavious Russell. It's fine. Plug. That's I mean, that's my word. I'm going to do one, too. <laughs> uh, Mississippi State Center, Elton Jenkins. It's fine. Mean. That, okay, I'm, I'm not doing this one more thing because you're not in, buying into it. Uh, Jenkins is gonna, I think, gonna be a lot of fun there. He's a guy some people think could be a first round center. I, I see him more as a third, fourth round guy, but a, like a ten year starter in the NFL. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, NC State. You liked him in the preseason, right? Yeah, he's got a bit of the Fred Warner to him, where. Mm-hmm. NC State trusts him to kind of play anywhere, and he's a former safety, and he's like 6'3", 230. He's a guy who I think could really help his stock here. Like Warner did. Mm-hmm. Uh, UMass receiver Andy Isabella is accepted now. Pumped. I'm excited. He's going to dominate those old... Uh, <clears throat> I hope we get him and Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Hunter Renfro versus Andy Isabella for the best route runner in the class. I want to see them like one-on-one each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, hey, I... I, I, I've heard Clemson receivers can also play DB, so. You're not wrong. They can get drafted just because they did it. Um, <laughs> and play receiver for some reason. Yeah. Utah Utah linebacker Chase Hansen. He's okay. I don't know. Does he blow your hair back, Rob? Uh, I, I liked him a bit. I think he's like in a he really... He seems like a senior bowl guy, though. Yeah, and like very much a guy who will make his money playing special teams early. <laughs> yeah. One of my classic special teams linebackers. Former safety, too. Um, here's Okay, this is the big one. Boston College defensive lineman Zach Allen. Yeah, that's interesting. Because he, he's got... Some believe he could be a first-round pick. I see him more in the second round, but I think he could be a really good player in the NFL. The one thing I hate about going through all these off, off topic for a sec is so many of these guys are going to drop out. Hell, no, none of these, me. none of these guys have been big enough named that I'd expect no, them to drop out yet. No, me either, me either. But I'm just uh, saying. Yeah, like last year we thought we were going to have the greatest Senior Bowl of all time, and like <laughs> half the guys dropped out. No, yeah. still, it's always going to be good. It was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. 
Also coming from Boston College, we got Chris Lindstrom, the uh, interior offensive lineman. That's another good one. What? One of your guys, right? Um, you like? Aren't you yo, really yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I do. Sorry, I, I don't. So I, I've seen the first round hype. I don't think he'll end up in the first round unless there's like a huge demand. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I I, think- he's on my. I believe he's in my top fifty. Yeah, it's big for them to get the cream of the crop on the interior of the offensive line because that uh, interior defensive line group's gonna be fucked. Uh, yeah, no, those those guys are gonna be fun. And um, actually, seeing Allen versus Lindstrom, I uh, that could be really fun. Oh, you don't you don't go watch practices at Boston College? Yeah, the ones never practice against twos. That's uh, Steve Adizio's rule. Sorry, or the way I said that wrong. But yeah, anyway. you did, but it's it's okay. <laughs> My point came across. Um, another interior offensive lineman, NC State center Garrett Bradbury, who I love. He's a guy I think really shoots his stock up. We got a lot of, like, it's a weird interior offensive line class because yeah. it's not last year's where last year's was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, start started at the top. And, and, like, this one, specifically the center class, I really like. And this is both him and Jenkins are both really nice centers who I think can be. NFL starting centers. Um, Bradbury, uh, Jenkins more of a power scheme center and Bradbury more of uh, the zone type. He Mm -hmm. moves really well. Uh, Coming along with him is quarterback Ryan Finley. Not fun. No, this QB class is kind of shaping up to be the letdown of the group. Yeah, I think they've kind of, they kind of chunked it. I think they chunked it, Rob. And sorry, Nagy. It's going to be weird because the guys who have accepted, none of them I am excited for. Like, Trace, is, he's not going to drop out. That's a big... You know, all these guys, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to drop out. No. I don't think so. And they're so, not either. exciting. Do you want to just do the quarterbacks? Yeah, right so so the, the QBs who have accepted, Finley, yeah. uh, Trace, Trace McSorley from Penn State, and Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. I'm not surprised by any of them, but they're just not exciting. I'm kind I, of surprised by Trace McSorley because I don't think he can play quarterback... On a on the practice squad of an but, NFL team, <laughs> I think I think the Senior Bowl always loves giving these guys the chance. Like JT like Barrett the last games? year, like Barrett last year, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's just there feels like they're if like Brett Rippon's not there. I I can understand the Easton Stick thing not being there. People are very on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but I, I want him there for uh, for me. No, for I, me, I obvi- obviously, but I understand the process of not having him there with Brett yeah. Rippin. I don't get it at all. I don't no, I know agree. how you could not have him. For me, I want guys with either like either obviously the, the premier talents like we had with Baker Mayfield last year, or they have elite skill sets, or they're guys we just haven't seen enough. And I hate when we get guys like. McSorley and Finley and Thorson because it's guys we've seen a bunch and we know there's not much yeah. there like even see neither of us are Drew Locke guys but having Drew Locke there makes complete sense yeah, yeah. even same with Jared Stidham and I don't like Jared yeah. Stidham mm-hmm. yeah but I think Rippin, get... Rippin I'm not even a big Brett Rippin guy but I think he's someone that really really deserves to be there mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more him him and I apparently Daniel Jones is going to be there which you like Daniel a, Jones. I think that's a big get because he's going to be QB3 for me probably. I See, that one, I, I again, uh, I think he's someone that has something to prove. So I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Well, skill set-wise, he's miles ahead of the three who are here. Ryan Finley's got like this weird 
group behind him who thinks he's like a first round or a second yeah. round or a third like i don't get don't, that no it, no like no. Th- thorson to me is a seventh rounder at best at this point i think thorson can be uh thorson's the one time. thorson i can uh, uh compared to mcsorley i can defend it yes me too i think thorson can be like a long time backup in the nfl yeah he's he's a good one uh okay like a journeyman backup yeah i don't know like it's like uh gus Frott. But not as sure. good. Uh, poor man's Gus Ferrat, you'll say. <laughs> there, yeah, I'll take it. I don't even hate Clayton Thorson. He just he can't throw the ball. Something that tends to matter? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, okay. Not in the Big Ten Championship game, baby. <laughs> Gerald Willis, thought obviously that's a stud. That's accepting. A stud, yeah. Miami interior defensive lineman. Yeah. He's a guy who can solidify himself as a first-round pick by mm-hmm. just absolutely... Especially because he's so good as a pass rusher. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the place he'll shine. Okay, drills are drills are made for him, but also like lots of pressure on him because if he doesn't dominate those mm-hmm. drills, mm-hmm. you know the coaches and the scouts are like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, because he's expected to. Um, this one is a fun one for me. Western Illinois interior defensive lineman Kalen Saunders, <laughs> who I was into way months ago in the summer when we did our FCS, uh, yeah, draft preview thing, and I. I, I I, I just thought his athleticism and his size is pr- like kind of cool. I haven't seen anything of him since, but this <laughs> is a really good spot for him to be. Fair enough, especially with his athleticism in the like at the Senior Bowl that can be huge. Uh, another guy, <clears throat> small school Louisiana Tech edge rusher Jalen Ferguson, who uh, some some people yeah. love. Uh, he'll be an interesting one. I, I feel like he's going to be billed as the Marcus Davenport potentially, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't think he, is, especially because I think there's a even smaller school guy there who's better edge rusher than him. That's a good one to have there, though. Oh, Ferguson? Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I agree. Especially like he's a long uh, edge. He'll be he'll be fun. And Just like Davenport last year, that was you know he was a great person to have there and. But I just don't get the like Ferguson's not. No, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, Northern Illinois offensive tackle Max Sharping. That's another good one to get, especially because it's not a great senior offensive tackle group. Yeah. No, for sure. He he's a guy who can like probably play himself into, uh, I don't know, a third fourth round selection potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Utah safety Marquise Blair. Um, he's one of what three guys on this list I haven't seen stuff on, but I've heard good things. Yeah, me either. Um, and it's not a great safety class, exactly. especially the seniors. The seniors, yeah, I was going to say that. So I'm always in on, like you say, a guy who's kind of a prove it guy. See what he's got. Uh, a very unsurprising one: Notre Dame linebacker Drew Tranquil. Just a classic, going to be a special teams linebacker in yeah. the NFL. Tough <laughs> as hell. Uh, I, I like that one because. He 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 feels like a guy who's just gonna like kind of command the huddle at the Senior Bowl and like a like a Ben Bulwer pick. Yes, that's a good a bigger Ben Bulwer. I hope yeah. Bulwer's WWE crew takes off soon. Good luck, Benny. Isn't he a weirdo? Anyways, let's not get into that. Uh, he's cool, man. He's like yeah, scared. but wasn't there some bad things about? I don't know. Let's not get into this. I, I don't know. I hope not. Uh, he was okay. cool on the field. He was cool on the field. Scary. Um, Washburn corner care. Corey Ballantine. What? Where? What? What? I never heard of Washburn. Really? Yeah. Who have they produced? I don't know. I'm Do you have to Google this? Uh, I've heard of Washburn though. I don't remember them. What's what? his name? Corey Ballantine. That's a good name. 
He, uh, so, I mean, I, didn't wait. I don't have it written down. <laughs> you can look it up. I don't have notes. You can't. You can't come in with Washburn Ichabod's football talk and not have Hayden and Waynes. Always fun to have a tiny school corner. There's always a yes. few. There was a bunch last year. Yeah. Well, there just wasn't that many guys to have, and it kind of make. Hey, Teron Johnson's making his money now. Hey, they got a couple dudes. They got Michael Wilhoit was on the Seahawks. Oh yeah, I remember there. Michael Wilhoit. Uh, Kerry Williams. The old Raven corner. Uh, Mal Stevens, he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, was he a coach? I don't know. And Br- Brian Folkert's old uh, Rams guard. Ooh. I don't remember him. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, another small school guy, Charlotte offensive tackle. He's listed as an interior O-line for uh, Senior Bowl, Nate Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard Fran Duffy talk about him a little bit. So that's uh, it's always nice, again, to have a small school guy on the O-line there. Yep. Um, we talked about Trace McSorley. Uh, Amani Aruari, the Penn State corner. He's that's a guy a nice who one. can yeah. really help himself. Yes. Yeah. Lots of hype early in the year, and then it his play wasn't the best, and then he came on strong a little towards the end. That's a good one. And just a big athletic corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Old Dominion edge rusher O'Shane Zimines. That's the guy that's I'm talking about. That's one. He's, yeah. he's more in the, not size-wise, but in the Marcus Davenport role where small school edge rusher who's just got a lot of talent. And producing in some bigger schools, if I mm-hmm. correctly, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's very good with his hands. Um, Temple Corner, this is another really good one to get. Rocky Sin. Yeah, the corner group is fun. Yeah, I like, Rocky Sin is really good at football. And he's got the craziest story. He transferred from some program that like disbanded, <laughs> like, like Division Two football. I can't remember what the school was. He was the starting corner for three years, and like the that's awesome program folded. So he went to Temple. Immediately earned a single digit jersey at Temple, which is like so, the Temple tough thing. Yeah, that's yeah, how you know which guys oh, to watch. Yeah. Uh, Presbyterian, I believe. Yeah, that I, think I didn't know they disbanded. That's sad. I, I, that, that, I might have made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's why he transferred. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, Yasin's like a scrappy, athletic press corner. He'll be re- him and Aruwari alone make this cornerback group really cool. Oh, um, pres- to, to interject, Rob Presbyterian moved from FCS to D two. Oh, is that maybe that's why? Yeah, that's why he transferred. I don't know if you're being sarcastic. No, no, I'm not being. Oh, that's, that's why actually, and I respect that. That's a. I mean, if it ain't an you're FCS, la- apparently you're, you're allowed out of your scholarship if you if that happens. So so says the Temple Sur- website. Surprising, but good for the NCAA. That makes worked sense. out very well for Rock. So mm-hmm. strong name too. Um, yeah. Mississippi State safety Jonathan Abram, who's so, lots of lots of like solid love out there he, for him. He's like going to be one of the most aggressive safeties. This is going to be a huge deal for his stock, mm-hmm. especially and in like one-on-ones. Like you said earlier, weak group too mm-hmm. for safeties. Yeah, he's. He's a guy who's hard not to like, but I, he he's really aggressive, um, like in coverage as well. So like mm-hmm. this is going to be a huge prove it week for a guy of his skill set. Uh, and finally, another safety, Nasir Adderley from Delaware, who that's a good get too. Especially like you again, the safety yeah. group's not great. This safety group's pretty good, all things yeah. considered. Yeah, like already. they did a good job. Yeah, they're guys, doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm assuming they'll get, like, Lucas Dennis, the Boston College safety, and Jaquan Johnson, the Miami safety, unless mm-hmm. those guys decline. I'm assuming they were invited. Like, the safety group, the senior safety group isn't 
the best group, but I think they're doing, like you said, they're doing a good job of putting guys worthwhile to watch together for this. Um, you had a Adder- draftable on Adderley before. Oh, oh yeah, season, yeah, right? yeah, before the season, yeah. His ball skills are pretty pretty nasty. He played corner and safety. He's uh, You're, you're going to like him a lot, I think. I remember. I, I watched those games. Mm-hmm. He, he's fun. Um, all right, that's all of them for this week. Uh, we will, of course, keep you updated um, throughout the draft season process. Draft process. Um... Okay, week 13 superlatives. We'll start at the top, where we always start. Justin Herbert talk. I, I want to start at the bottom just once, but not tonight. Uh, not tonight. Maybe next week. Uh, maybe. Um, so just, Herbert did nothing, Rob. <laughs> Justin Herbert threw for 102 with TD. Completed 75% of his pass against Oregon State and injured his throwing shoulder just before the yeah. second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it's not serious it's just a bruise and they just got him out of there for precautionary reasons because they didn't need him to beat Oregon State uh, yeah what he he attempted what like 11 passes yeah uh, he went I think he was 9 for 12 okay so sorry Rob he if honestly I, like I watched the game because you know Civil War Forever baby um, if he did a better job with deep accuracy he, he could have been like what, 11 for 12 for closer to 200 yards and, like, maybe three touchdowns. His touchdown was, like, just an easy dump off to a running back? Yeah. Um, that running back looked really good, by the way. I think he scored well, four touchdowns. Verdell, right? Yeah. Um, but point being, even, like, that, nothing wrong with Herbert's stat line uh, for a first half, I guess. Um, but he did miss some deep shots. I there the injury didn't although it didn't end up being anything big. There are injury questions with him going forward. Mm-hmm. He's been injured the previous two seasons at Oregon. Yeah. Um. I mean, we don't even know if he'll declare, but uh, it's worth mentioning. Like, none none of these. You're, you're not going to be confident in taking any of these quarterbacks in the first round. I don't believe. No. No. Like, and I don't understand the people. Some people like this isn't. It's like not one of these QBs would be QB three in last year's draft. Uh, no, like not like maybe not even QB four. Four, no. But but uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's just worth QB, mentioning. It's they a want really to be yeah. bad year to need a quarterback. Even though we yeah. like Justin Herbert, I like Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. These guys like last year's was a really rare quarterback class. Imagine passing on one of the quarterbacks when you need to one, like and taking oof. and taking a running back when you could have got undrafted Philip Lindsay. <laughs> <sighs> hey, or traded for Rashad Penny, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, off Herbert talk. Best freshman you saw. Uh, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of offensive dudes to talk about from that awesome Oklahoma West Virginia game. Where obviously Oklahoma came out on top. Uh, I mentioned him before, and we talked about him. Kenny Brooks, the running back for Oklahoma. They just had a, they just had running back after yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah. He had a big game. Twenty one carries for one hundred and eighty two yards, a touchdown. Uh, I'm sure you remember the run where <laughs> it looked like he was all wrapped up and stopped, and then he just ran right through the dude. I know it's Big Twelve defense, but uh, he looks fun, man. Uh, yeah. He does, and <laughs> he he compliments Sermon well, who's more of a a tough, maybe not the most athletic runner, but just a smart, tough runner. Mm-hmm. Um, any other freshmen from you? 
Yeah, uh, I want to give Rondell Moore some love because he had a great freshman season. Uh, capped it off with 12 catches, 141, and two touchdowns against Indiana. Like, uh, could you put together a better freshman season for a receiver? Maybe period, but especially at like a smaller Power 5 school. No, oh, man, like I, I have Rondell Moore written down. Yeah, I This know. is the guy. This is, if there was a National Freshman of the Year award, I don't know how you wouldn't give mm-hmm. it to him. Yep, no, I agree. Freshman All-American, obviously, first team. Say that. That's a bold prediction, Rob, but I'll come out and say it. I'll make the claim. Uh, yeah, no, I I would agree. He finished with 100, uh, and they still have a bowl. I mean, again, against Indiana, 12 for 141, two TDs to make yes. a bowl. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, <laughs> and finished the season, just receiving-wise, 103 for 1164 and 12. That's... Pretty ridiculous for a true That's freshman. That's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, he he leads the country in catches. Uh, and really impressive. If you like, for total yards, he had over two thousand total yards as a he, true freshman. He also it seemed like he just elevated Blau too a lot. He elevated the offense a lot. To be honest, I don't know if I've seen a freshman receiver make an impact like that before. Like he did for that Purdue team. Yeah, no, he. I don't know if it, I'm talking him up too much because no, I love him, but no, he's like he's a dude because it's not because it's not like yes they do scheme him the ball, yeah, but it's not just that. Like he gets these touches by being a good receiver. He also mm-hmm. has incredible contact balance after the catch. He's a yak monster. Like his his size hasn't affected him. He shows up in their biggest games, um, like the Ohio State game. Yeah, he, he's a he's a freak. He's going to yep. be uh, an NFL receiver. I, I can't wait for 2021. <laughs> I told you, second round grade already, and that's saying a lot for a freshman. <laughs> um, best sophomore you saw? Uh, I got a list of some sophomores that kind of kind of popped off for me. Mm-hmm. Quite a few dudes. Uh, let's go to the Apple Cup first. Joe Tryon, the edge for Washington, was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you think of him? He had one sack, two TFLs. He's like six five two sixty two. He's getting talked talked up on the broadcast too. Yeah, he was. Kind of, he had a nice game. Lots of uh, stats. I mean, one sack, two TFL is not bad. But he was all over Minshew. It felt like. Yeah. You like him? Yo, I, he looked very good. Uh, I'll go to the other side of the ball. Also on defense, Skyler Thomas, the Wazoo safety. Uh, I know we talked up Thompson. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Thompson. Yeah, Jalen Thompson. Yeah. We, I, I like him too, but Thomas had the pick six. Wait, was it six? No, just the pick. Uh, seven tackles, half a tackle for loss. He looked good too in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got more good dudes. Gabe yeah, Davis, go. Gabe Davis, the UCF receiver, really kind of caught my yeah. eye. Yeah, yeah, you were talking him up to me. Yeah, bigger dude, 6'3", 225, I think he's listed at. He looks maybe a little bit bigger than that too, but he's got some speed. He had five catches, 69, and a touchdown. Uh, went up and grabbed a ball beautifully. Also beat a dude on a slant for an easy touchdown, so he kind of showed off a little bit of a, a little bit of the speed. Uh, I know a dude we talked about during the game. I'm sorry, Rob. I got more dudes. Oh, Charles no, Snowden. Go oh Charles yeah, Snowden. Okay. I got Snowden written down. Okay, well, okay. I'll save him for you. I've got one more name uh, in a losing effort. Nico Collins had two incredible touchdown catches, and I think the Michigan receiving core, all three of them sophomores, Tariq Black. Dominic Peoples-Jones, who has an amazing season. And Nico Collins could be a really special group next year. Those are your best sophomores, even though the Michigan passing attack did not know how to use the receivers that were better than the Ohio State DBs. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm not blaming. Is we're, are we a draft podcast or a college football podcast, Rob? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Collins. All three of those receivers no, are interesting. No, they are. They are. Michigan has a really nice young core. Collins is six four, I think, and he goes up and plucks. Pete I mean, Jones is a bigger dude too. And for talking sophomore receivers, Henry Ruggs yeah. did some nasty things. Yes, he did against that, Auburn. That that's another hell of a core, man. Man, that's that. I I argue uh, Alabama is the best receiving core in the country between I don't uh, Judy Ruggs and Smith. yeah. I oh and and the the freshman seventeen like uh, what's his name uh, Waddle? Yes, he's yeah. interesting too. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, I don't like who else are you gonna argue? Old like, Miss really? and oh yeah, but uh, but DK got hurt. DK got hurt. Yeah, and. And they don't know how to. If you're including tight end, you get Irv Smith with Alabama. You get Dawson Knox with Ole Miss, but they don't know how to use them. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to Snowden, the Virginia linebacker. I, I told he's you a, I, I, against yeah. Pitt a couple weeks ago. He caught my eye just because yeah. he's a six seven, two hundred and twenty five pound linebacker. He stands <laughs> yeah. out, and he wears number eleven. He very much stands out. Yes. And uh, against Pitt, I think he ended up with like two sacks. And like uh, he, he was no really, sacks, but or maybe two pressures. I don't know. He looked two really pass good. deflections. He looked really good against Pitt, um, and then against Virginia Tech. Oh, against Pitt. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Tell me about Tech. I'm sorry, Rob. Maybe he did. I don't know. Thanks. Sorry, buddy. Thanks. Make me feel stupid. I'm pretty sure he had two sacks. I believe you. Um, against Vatek, he had five tackles, broke up two passes, one of which he mm-hmm. tips to himself for an interception. Yeah, it's just. He's clearly really raw, and he's. Uh, I was looking into it a little bit. He's like a basketball player that they converted to a linebacker, yep. mm-hmm. um, and hence his size. He, uh, I don't know. He he kind of like does the Anthony Barr thing, but for Virginia, it's weird. Like he's really he's gonna be really interesting watching going forward. Mm-hmm. And, and like he's clearly a good football player. Like yeah. Just because every time I've watched Virginia, he stands out. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, he'll be a really fun one to watch. And okay, the other one, this guy might end up being a first round pick next year. AJ Epeniza, I think that's how you say it. The Iowa Edge across from Anthony Nelson. This kid's a stud. I think he's 6'5, 265. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just getting after Nebraska. Big, strong. He showed a little bit of bend. He's like, I've heard him talked up as a potential first round pick for next year, and um, I saw it in this game. Uh, going back to Snowden, he had one sack in that pick game, mm-hmm. not uh, one and a half for loss. He had seven pass deflections on the year, two picks. Yeah, no, he's just that, that, that's a big number. Yeah, he, he he like basketball background, so he he knows how to jump, which is a stupid thing to say, but it's kind of right. Yeah, no, he looked great. Um, okay, best prospect you saw this weekend? Uh I think I'm going to give it to uh, my boy, sneaking into the end of the first round, <laughs> Hollywood Brown. Because he was kind of unstoppable against West Virginia. Uh, that post route that Oklahoma just keeps running, that he does that little double move. No one in the Big 12 can stop it all year. He had 11 catches, 243 yards, two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, he's a freak. Just, just torched the West Virginia secondary. His cousin Antonio was there. You may know him. You may not. <laughs> he's... he's He's, he's gonna my, be hard. He's gonna be hard not to draft in the first round. I think. He he's one of my guys in shooting up the board at this point. I don't see him getting into the top twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just he's too perfect for today's NFL. He's too freaky down the field, mm-hmm. uh, and he's made him. He's turned himself into a really nice road runner. We, we kept talking about that all year because that was one of the issues we had, and we were both big Hollywood guys last year. One of the issues we had was like, oh, he doesn't 
run too many routes and he doesn't run them too well. And he really cleaned that up and became a more complete route runner this year. Yeah, season. definitely. Um, uh, I have another name, though. Yeah, yeah, go for it. And it hurts me. Uh, Dwayne Haskins had a pretty decent game. Man, I feel like you're mixing up best prospect with shooting up the board right now. That's how I, I don't know. It's the same shit. I, I'm a low key guy for shooting. Oh, be- best best prospect is reserved for guys who I think can be top ten picks generally, or top ten players, I should say. And then shooting up the boards like guys. Well, who I, I do my own thing. Into the first round top. Haskin, on, Haskins. Haskins. <laughs> shut up. I'm a, I'm a low key guy for the shooting up the board. Okay, uh, save it for the shooting up the board. Oh my God. We're on best prospects, brother. Okay, go to your thing. Well, I got three of them, and they're all going to be desperate. Uh, Jack Ipole absolutely destroyed Florida State. Mm-hmm. He made their offensive line look like a, the, a more of a joke than they already are. Uh, he shot up the board. He shot up the board big time. Uh, six tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. And and he's not just winning with speed and bend around the edge. Like He's got that long arm move is like fully in his repertoire. He brings yeah. it out. Um he, he's got uh, he he's got a nice club. He's he's got multiple moves. Him and Brian Burns, for that matter, who are both I feel like going to be billed as speed rushers, but they're more than that. They both have yeah. pass re- rushing repertoires. No, for sure. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed with Polite. Um, uh, can I ask you two questions? Yeah. One, why can't Florida State get any fucking offensive linemen? And two, why does the NFL keep drafting Florida State offensive linemen? They definitely won't this year. No, no, they, they won't. But I finally learned their lesson, probably. But Did you see none of their offensive linemen were rated inside the top 400 offensive linemen in college football? Seems accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been saying it, what, like fucking two years now? If you want to watch a dominant, t- like the best yeah, team for any defensive Brad, line. It was Bradley Chubb against Florida State last year. Dominant. Put on the Florida State game if they play them, obviously. Yeah, and, po- and then you're going to get that with Pole 8 this year. Yeah, if if Brian Burns could play against, I mean Brian Burns practice tape. <laughs> yeah, Brian Burns practice tape. Uh, Josh uh, Jackson for uh, Miami. Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. I say, I'm so obsessed with Josh Jackson. I can't I know. stop talking about him. You're, Miss you, Josh. Get get back soon, buddy. Uh, also on my list, Quinn and Williams. Um, get over it. I mean, he was good. The bend around the edge when he rushed from the outside was. Weird for a defensive tackle. <laughs> I know. Uh, he could easily be a prospect who played that box because he was all over the Auburn backfield. Yeah, and he had a, a TFL on a sack, but yeah, sack. he yeah. he did outplay that because he was the best player on the field. Also, Auburn could only run the ball when he wasn't on the field, <laughs> which was nice. Also, I mean, they gave up 74 points technically, but Devin White, the LSU linebacker, yeah. He uh, he's just so involved. Coming forward, yeah. he's a very violent, and involved player. He had four TFLs in a sack against Tamu. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know how else to describe him. Violent and, and involved. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's fair. Um, all right, now we're on to shooting up the board. Okay, do you want to talk about Dwayne Haskins here? Yeah, I've got him here as well. Okay, obviously a dominant. Performance from Dwayne Haskins: twenty of thirty-one, three ninety-six, six touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. Uh, great game, great game plan from Ohio State. I don't want to talk about this. Uh, he did miss some throws, but I mean, when you put up those numbers and that performance in general against the number one defense in the nation, quote unquote, it's a it's hard not to say it's a hell of a fucking performance. 
Agreed. Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, he ran the the game time really well. Um, he did. Lots, he, like the cross, like, oh, just good work, the, Don Brown. Can't forget about the fucking crossing routes, yeah. the drags. Like, come on, man. That's, yeah, that's basically all Ohio State really did yeah. with some um, other stuff mixed in, like letting Tate Martell run QB power. <laughs> but, that was so stupid. No, no, but Haskins did leave yards and possibly touchdowns on the field. It's, what's kind of nuts because, uh, who was it, Hill? I don't can't remember. He he should have caught the ball, but Haskins missed him high and outside down the sideline. Yeah. Uh, he missed Weber a couple times on uh, wheel routes. If I remember, they ran that wheel route like three or four times. Um, so not mm-hmm. a perfect performance, but I mean, fuck, how can I how can I knock it? <laughs> yeah, this comes down to you. We can't obsess, especially um, with quarterbacks. You can't obsess over like one or two or three plays from a game. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like when the he, whole body of work kind of thing. When he threw for four hundred yards, yeah, six touchdowns, and the biggest rivalry in sports. Yeah, yeah you, and yeah. and I definitely do that at times. Like if a receiver goes off, but he drops one pass, I'm just thinking about that one drop. Yeah, I know. But I yeah, know. no. And another thing with Haskins is how quick he is through his progressions. Mm. He's very fast. Um, uh, I know it's a lot uh, of shorter I, throws, but he's really yeah. fast. Can I do one more negative? And not really, but I'll talk about this more later. Uh, he wasn't pressured at all in the game. Not, for not a negative. Most. Yeah, exactly. Not a negative for Ohio State, obviously, but we didn't see him pressured. So uh, that's yeah, that's what we need to see him start making plays under pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe Northwestern and old uh, whatever I forget his name is Joey Joey, uh, Joey Cassiano. Yeah, <laughs> can get after him. <laughs> kind of, hey, it's kind of sad Michigan couldn't get after Haskins because the Ohio uh, State offensive line's not that good. Um, I also uh, had Hollywood yeah. under the shooting up the board. Okay. Um, I, I, I mentioned, we we both think he's locking himself into the first round. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, with what I, I'm sure we both expect him to do at the combine, top 20 seems really reasonable. It does. He, yeah. he, to me, he yeah. could be potentially the first receiver off the board. It wouldn't surprise me. Right? Just because DK's got the neck thing. Let's say Harry doesn't test well. Yeah. Also, Tell, like, and, like, say... There's a lot of bigger body dudes that are good in this in this class. Yeah, so why why am I taking Kelvin Harmon 15th when I can get JJ Arcega-Whiteside 30th? Or exactly. Or whatever yeah. it is. That's just a 45th. example. Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh, sorry, just back to Haskins real quick. I think this game and just the quarterback class itself and how many teams are going to end up needing quarterbacks kind of solidifies him as a top 10 pick. Like I, I, I'm going to say it's solidifies into the first if, round pick. If, if, Her, if, if Herbert can go top 10, I think Haskins can go top 10. That's fair. I mean, you're an NFL scout. You think you know everything, but you're sometimes stupid. <laughs> you see, like, what's not to like from Dwayne Haskins? Like, when you're being like, you know how scouts are, and like, they're stupid. Like, he's, he's big. He plays at a big time program. He's oh, what, put up monster like, numbers. What are the negatives? No, I'm saying like, how are they not going to? Oh, absolutely, overdraft this guy. Yeah, exactly. Every generally, every quarterback is overdrafted. Yeah, no. Again, last year was rare where no, they weren't. No, not Rosen wasn't. But hey, Um, can I throw one more for uh, shooting off the board? Yeah, and I have one more after you. So go. Okay. Uh, I think it's just a guy we got to give some more love to, and he had a great performance against Oklahoma defense. Gary Jennings, the West Virginia wide receiver. Uh, went yeah, off. I, I'm starting to see stuff on Twitter. People are like, is this guy better than David Sills? 
He's not, but I've liked Gary he Jones for a long time. I'm, he might I'm go like back, him. though. I, I, That's true. I, the whole wide receiver thing with West Virginia is weird, though. Like, I kind of like Marcus Sims, the third guy. He got hurt in the game, yeah. yeah. That he was pissed. pissed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jennings had seven grabs, 225 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, got deep down the field, too. Yeah, he's more athletic he was, than Sills. Yes, I think that's what really helped him here. So, the, uh, just coming to Sills real quick. The weird thing mm-hmm. about Sills is, okay, obviously he puts up gaudy numbers, but that's yeah. partially part of the system, all of, the, all of them do. Yes. He's not that athletic. He doesn't run that clean of routes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that great of hands. We've seen him drops. Like they're fine, but yeah. they're not. He doesn't have like elite hands or anything. He does track the ball well. He has, I think, a pretty good catch radius. Uses his size, yeah. Obviously. But it's just like, how can I justify taking that guy in this class when there's so many? Like we just said on day two, or which some people I think have built him as. In the summer, I had him as a day two guy. I think but. he's like a fifth round guy. Ooh, okay. Man, I, once once you stack up how many receivers there are, though, I mean, I know. it's also going to depend. I, like that true. can change when guys do and do not declare. That's players. that's true. That's also true. There's just so many of them. I think there's a lot to like with David Seals, but I don't think I, there's a lot of upside to picking David Seals. I don't. I don't. But I do. Like I think he can be a long-time NFL contributor. I think Arcega Whiteside is the better version of David Seals. Don't even put the, what? Did you ever see the white side's like? Don't put that on him. No, no, I'm, but like that's what people are going to look at though. JJ Arcega Whiteside could be a first round pick, and that's my other guy I shooting know, but, up the board. But people watching just college football are going to look at Sills and assume he is. I'm saying if you're looking for that, what what Sills is billed as, JJ AW does everything better than David Sills. That Sills is supposed to do well. I. I guess they they don't even seem close to even the same style of player to me. Like Jay, I've never seen a guy just post up in the end zone and catch as many touchdowns as JJ. Uh, You're right, but does. that's also what people say Sills is supposed to be doing. It's like, not what he does though. It's not how he does it. He does score a lot of touchdowns, but it's not like he's posting up like JJ Arcega Whiteside yeah. is violent out rebounding you. And I'm so not, he, I love JJ. I'm like I'm not cr- trying to criticize him. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, but he is my third shooting up the board guy. Uh, a buck oh six three scores against UCLA. Oh, that's that worked out well. Yeah, he um, uh, he's just a touchdown guy. Like he's gonna mm-hmm. be, I, again with this receiver class, like he'll probably be a second round pick. We've uh, said it before though. Uh, you you watch his game like you just on Saturdays you see him, he, you know like oh he looks like a post up guy blah, blah blah. Then you throw on the tape and he's. Significantly quicker, significantly better at running routes. Oh yes, definitely. I just think the way he does post up in the end zone is incredible. So that's why I bill him as. Oh no, I'm just, I, I'm just no. giving him more. No, he's guy. got yeah, yeah. He's, you, you'll see him make big plays down the field as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's also probably the best blocking receiver in this class. Um, he's tough as hell and mean. I really like JJ mm-hmm. Arcega Whiteside. Um, uh, okay, sliding down the board. Mine's just a bunch of quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go for a low key one, and it's it hurts me to say it. And he got injured in the game, and it upset me. But Zach Gentry really missed opportunities in the Michigan Ohio State game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, three mm-hmm. drops, two two one he got hurt on, but like 
it seemed like he was kind of like he heard the footsteps, which was kind of sad, and he dropped the ball. It would have been I don't know like a thirty-year completion. Uh, the other drop was in the end zone early in the game, which would have given Michigan a touchdown. Just he he just didn't show up in this game. Uh, another one, a lot of the Michigan defensive players. <laughs> you're gonna look at this and like say, hey, this hurts their stock. Uh, Devin Bush, obviously another injury, which fucking sucks. I thought he was okay in the game, but he didn't make the impact he was supposed to, right? No. Uh, I don't want to talk about a guy who got hurt, though. I, I don't want to. Well, I'm talking about before he got hurt, and you hear the, the somberness in my voice, but yeah. I'm, um, I'm yeah. more upset. But just back to Gentry, it also doesn't help how deep this tight end class can potentially be. No, I think uh, he goes he, back. He's a senior. Is he? Oh, fuck. I was about to sure? say, I hope he's at the senior bowl. Because there's be, not a lot of senior well, tight ends. That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm like ninety nine percent sure he's a senior because McKeon or whatever is a junior. Um Hello? We'll slide down my board, just a bunch of quarterbacks. Daniel Jones really mm-hmm. played poorly against Wake Forest. Uh Jared Sidham played really poorly against Alabama, and Jordan Tom, who played really poorly against Mississippi State. All three of them completed under fifty percent of their throws. All three of them had under five and a half yards per attempt. All three of them didn't throw for more than 150 yards. They were all really bad. Um, the, the issue, I like Daniel Jones, and I'm, I think he could be a first-round selection at quarterback because there are no quarterbacks. Like I don't think I'll end up with a first-round grade on him. Um, but I understand... Like I don't, I, I like him enough that I would understand a team taking him in the first round and developing him. I think there's enough there with him. I didn't. I don't think that would um, Jared Stidham though. Like Stidham just looks so lost. And Taamu, he, I, I like. I understood that. I understand some of the hype, but then the hype got too big. Like I think he's like a nice sixth, seventh round potential drafted quarterback. Some. Some people think he's more of a like a potential like a third or fourth round pick. I mean, he was horrible in the Egg Bowl. Uh, yeah, I don't. You're really one of the first people on him, and now it's it's gotten too big. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like every week you could put just multiple quarterbacks from this class in the slide on the other board. It's just so they're like consistently bad. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, for real. Uh, any out of nowhere prospects? Yeah. Give me one sec. Uh, oh, let's go back to the Michigan game. Uh, he is a junior. Uh, he had a monster game. Uh, Malik Harrison, the linebacker. Yeah. I know yeah. you talked him up. I love Malik Harrison. Yeah, and I know you liked him in the summer. I don't. I guess you don't expect him to come out, but he no. really kind of uh, he helped his stock if he is. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll go back, and there'll be hype for him entering the year now because of this performance. That, yeah. He's number one on my out-of-nowhere prospect thing. Okay, cool. Uh, seven tackles, two TFLs, one sack. He was flying all over the field. What a performance from him. Um, um, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you liked him this summer, though. Yeah, right? yeah. He's big and athletic. And I thought he, he mm-hmm. was fluid in coverage. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone else? For you? No, out of nowhere? No, that's all. I got him. Okay. Uh, he deserves the number one. Yeah, he's, I've got him. I've got Washington corner Jordan Miller. He's kind of the other, the forgotten DB in their secondary. Um, nothing super spectacular against Washington State, just good, solid football. 
he's been banged up the last two years. I know some people did, like in the scouting community like him. Um, mm-hmm. He's six one one eighty, like the long lean corner mold. He just I don't know if like where he'll be drafted, but. Or if he'll be drafted, but he's just uh, kind of a guy to watch out for, just because if he rebounds to what he was before the injury, there's some hype around him. Um, and also Florida receiver Van Jefferson, who I doubt would declare. Yeah, yeah. but he toasted Florida State and looked really mm-hmm. good doing it. And he's a former Ole Miss guy, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, best prospects versus prospect matchup. Matchup. Uh, I know this one's kind of a cop out and kind of lame, but I just want to say how much fun it was watching Kyler Murray. Against Will Greer on Friday night, like they yeah. just both put on an absolute show. I know, I'm not saying he's obviously Kyler Murray isn't an NFL prospect because he's playing baseball, and neither of us are Will Greer guys. I just wanted to give them props for what a fucking performance they put on. Uh, I just neither of these guys like blew up the game. It was just a good old school fight um, when they were up against each other. Mm-hmm. Derek Brown yeah. and Ross Piercebacher, the Alabama center and the Auburn defensive tackle. That's true. Do you like Piercebacher? I don't like. I I I feel like there's some, like I don't, I'm not first round hype, but there's I I feel like there's Ooh, some really? like second round hype. I don't but, uh, like that, but I do think he can be a starting center in the NFL. Yeah, that's like Bo- that's remember what, Bozeman had first round hype like when he was a frosh or a sophomore or whatever. Yeah, I think it's just like playing center in Alabama. Alabama, like, yeah. Um, but just hopping back, just talking centers a bit. Um, I mentioned that the interior line class like is not that great, but there's there's a decent um, the center group. It's not a guys I'm thinking are first, second, or even third round picks, but there's like a handful of guys. On day three, who I like enough that I think can be starting centers in the NFL one day. That's interesting. It's weird. Yeah. Um, any prospects who have played this, the box score? Uh, I'm going back to the Ohio State offensive line in general because what a performance they had. Obviously, especially Michael Jordan and uh, Isaiah Prince. The the guys are probably going to get themselves drafted, right? Mm-hmm. But like, they, they had, it's been such a terrible year for them. <laughs> and the, the, the group as a whole and like they didn't let Haskins get touched in the game like mm-hmm. that's just nuts obviously Winovich was playing with a bum shoulder he didn't look himself but no, uh not at all. and Gary just he didn't really show up but still what a performance from them um that's probably gonna end up being the tape to watch for these guys like the crowning tape I just want to give them a shout out as much as it hurts me <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with Alabama running back Josh Jacobs. He he Lots had of- nine touches for 81 yards, like not a bad game. It's just yeah, his season in general to me, he has outplayed the box score. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, I don't know, he's, he's just kind of like I I like to bring up Kenyon Drake when talking about him because he's not like some star running back for Alabama, but he's gonna be a good running back in the NFL, I think. Remember the days when like Alabama running backs got lifted up because of the monster stats they put up, and now it's like the opposite. Yeah, because they they're always <laughs> using so many of them now. That and they're throwing the ball a hell of a lot more than they ever have, right? Yeah, like if Damian Harris was on like a 2010 Alabama team, probably would have won the Heisman. <laughs> probably when they used to just you know Mark Ingram was fucking every snap. 
Uh, also, I put down Denzel Mims, the Baylor receiver. He had five grabs for 65 and two scores against Texas Tech. He was like he was cleanly winning off the line and on his mm-hmm. roads. He's there's a lot to like with Denzel Mims. There's a lot of receivers, man. There is a lot of receivers. I, I don't know. There's a, and it's a good year next year too. Like yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, prospect is being overhyped. Uh, any hype that Gardner Minshew is being given from anyone because I still see it, Rob. I still see it, and you're like, where? It's still out there on draft Twitter. He's man. He is. He's gonna be at the Senior Bowl. He's gonna be drafted. I don't. Like he's a he's a day three quarterback. He's gonna be a backup in the NFL. Oh wait, are you giving me shit for what I'm saying, or are you you agreeing with me? I'm not sure. I'm giving you shit. You don't think he like should sniff the NFL? Okay. I didn't say that. No, he's really helped himself. But like he's if he's more than well, a seventh like, round taking, pick, I'm, I'm like fine. I take. I know like the the, obviously six, this game seven. is in the snow, but it's the first real. see i have to again i haven't done tape on this year and it's so hard for me to look at the east carolina tape away he's done a great job of running a leech's scheme he, uh but he's this decent. was a real defense that he finally faced he's decent i, I i'm cool with me at the senior bowl because you can get some coaching hookups there but i like gardner as a person i just i don't know man all right i'm gonna keep mine in the pack 12 as well though bryce love the stanford running back uh, his season as a whole, okay. like he didn't run for a thousand yards. He only oh, ran for over. Some people are still hyping him. I yes, uh, maybe I'm in the wrong areas of draft Twitter, but yes, I saw hype recently about him. Um, and so I'm like, Bill is like a second round pick. I think he's like a sixth or seventh round pick. Um, but yeah, didn't run for a thousand yards. Only ran for over a hundred yards once. Didn't look that good against UCLA. He just doesn't. He doesn't even look like the same player as he looked like last no. year. And I didn't love him last year, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't know. I just don't get it with Bruce Love. Uh, anyway, small school guy, cut your eye. Yeah, I'm going to uh, one of my guys is uh, Tony Pollard's "Don't You Forget About Me" game because he had a big game <laughs> against Houston. Uh, We're in eight the catches, spot, 116 yards. I got, uh, to- I got 11- Tony Pollard as well. Okay, 11 carries, 80, th- sweet, 83 yards on the ground, a touchdown. He's not coming out, but I'm assuming Henderson is. Is he senior? No, Henderson's I, junior. Junior. But they're, okay. uh, I assume they're Henderson's on, coming none out. None of them are so senior. Pollard and Patrick Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know Taylor's not. So, like, there's it should be a big spot for him uh, and Patrick Taylor next year. Who had a nice game, too. Yeah, pa- Pollard's got an interesting skill set. Um, with the, he does. Obviously, he's going to find him. Obviously, the kick yeah. return ability matters. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. like, a guy of his skill set... Is more important than ever in the NFL where you yes. can line him up all over the place. Um, Pollard's going to find a significant role in the NFL, I think. That's big, okay. I guess if he goes back and, yeah. Um, oh, he's, I, I mean, he's not coming out. Why would he? I'm just mean like, I I, not by significant, I mean he's going to be a solid contributor. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, wow, AJ. It's championship weekend and bowl season's right around the corner. You know how to spice things up, make... A little extra money for Christmas? Bet on the Gambling? games. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Go to my bookie and bet on them. Uh, they're my go-to bookie when I'm feeling a little frisky and want to cash in. 
they should change their name to my go-to bookie. Yeah, it's really rolls off the tongue. Uh, even better, right now at my bookie, they'll give you a fifty percent deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Just go to my bookie and use the promo code Heaven Twenty Five. All right, championship matchups. We're just going to run through all ten mm-hmm. because why not? Um, starting with Friday, seven p.m., the MAC Championship. Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois versus Buffalo. Buffalo four-point favorites. Uh, just before we get into this, get ready for a lot of picks from the heart instead of the mind. Agreed. So, uh, take these with a grain of salt, please. <laughs> I'm taking you, Buff, though. Uh, they have a, a great year. I think they should cover this. I think they should win the game. Uh, I don't know. I think they're... I like Northern Illinois is always just a good, solid, well-coached program, but I think this is Buffalo's year. Yeah, I think this will be a huge game because more people will be watching this game than I feel like are generally watching Buffalo games. So it'll be a huge, huge game for Tyree Jackson to kind of show off that arm strength um, because he's got a massive arm. Mm -hmm. Um, Friday Friday night at 7 o'clock, by the way. I said Uh, that already. Don't worry, pal. Oh, sorry. One hour before the Pac-12 game. So Yeah. And you also get to see Sutton Smith, who... Some, yeah, some people like a lot. So yeah, that's true. Uh yeah, but I'll also take Buffalo. Okay, Friday, eight p.m. Pac-12 Championship, number seventeen Utah versus number ten Washington. Washington six-point favorites. Levi's Stadium. They need to change the location of this game. I agree. Levi's. I've hated Levi's Stadium since since its inception. Actually, before you dive in, what do you do? You like uh, the Mac? Cha- I, I didn't mention this. The Mac Championship at the Ford Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Levi's is never full for this game. It's barely half full for this game. It's a bad spot. It's a bad spot. The field's not very good. Uh, I don't even like the way the stadium... I know they say the stadium's so nice on the inside. It doesn't look that cool from the outside. It looks like a bad place to watch football, to be honest. Move this game Pac-12. Do somewhere cooler. Rotate it around, I think. Like, Rice Eccles deserves a Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion. I would enjoy rotating. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. There's, like... You know, there's so many great spots in the Pac-12. Yeah, like you know, L.A. obviously the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum, uh, Seattle, at, you would do at CenturyLink. Like, there's a lot of really cool places to play this game. Anyways, I'm taking uh, UW minus the points to win the Pac-12. Me too. Utah, I think they're just too hurt, man. Me too. Utah banged up. Good for them getting yeah. here though. Um, but yeah, Washington kind of they they look like they they dominated Washington State. Like Whittingham's gonna um, have this team. Up for this game and ready to play. I, I think it'll be a close game in a halftime. Washington pulls. I, that sounds good to me. I, I think like a, a big defensive play from one of their studs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a okay. big Gaskins gash. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake Browning not turning the football over. Hopefully, <laughs> not throwing the football. Yeah. Saturday, uh, twelve p.m. Big Twelve Championship. Number nine Texas against number five Oklahoma. Oklahoma seven and a half point favorites. AT and T Stadium. Uh, UT won earlier, man. What? What? Uh, why? Why wouldn't they win this game? I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm. T- I'm. Okay. I'm taking UT plus taking the o- points, but uh, I like Oklahoma to win. Okay, I'm taking Oklahoma just cover in. That's win. fair. I mean, I th- I think so. Realistically, I ju- all these ones are gonna be like I want close games, so I'm gonna pick like that. Yeah, uh, uh, Kyler Murray's just in a different zone. I right don't now. disagree. He's special in ho- Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I th- I just think it's the Red River. Uh, Texas is going to be up for this game. I think they're going to hang around. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma covers. But you know, how about a seven point, a half point cover for UT? Oklahoma wins by seven. 
yeah. I don't know if I touched the total. That's I know like every football game in the world has been going over, but 70... Always pound the over, fool. I'm just saying don't touch it. I'm not... I don't know. 79, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to sound stupid come next week, but hey. Uh, okay, Sun Belt Championship, 12 p.m. UL Lafayette versus Appalachian State. Good for UL. App State in this eight, game. App State for uh, 18 point favorites at Kid Brewer Stadium, Boone, North Carolina. I don't know if you saw this today, but uh, Kid Brewer Stadium is covered in snow right now. So I wish the game was. Is it actually? Yeah. It's chilly and. Uh, Hopefully that holds. Boone, yeah, I know. I don't. The boys, the the boys from Appalachian will be better suited for that. Oh yeah, they, definitely. The raging Cajuns got. Can't do it. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. I'm t- yeah, and for that reason, I take yeah, absolutely. Me too. Same reason. <laughs> it's it's gonna be chilly for you all. Hey. And that's my analysis. Mm-hmm. Sports. Uh, 1:30 p.m. kickoff because the Kuza likes to be different. Conference USA Championship. UAB versus Middle it's a, Tennessee. It's a good ball game, actually. M- yeah, it is. Middle Tennessee one point favorites. Floyd Stadium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, so uh, I'm sure cultural fans, you know, a lot of I hate that they have home championship games yeah yeah no i can completely agree. find a neutral site or even a rotating thing so, yeah if, and if it's rotating it happens to be like that but i get it though like it's gonna be hard to sell tickets for ul yeah, app state uh, you're not you know and i get that's why they do it right but mm-hmm. as a cultural purist and as a i i like to see it Somewhere else, and I mean, obviously, Middle Tennessee, awesome. You get a home championship game. That's sweet. But I, I'm, a, I'm a purist. If the Pac-12 can't sell out, but they probably can, so whatever. Uh, UAB, what amazing comeback to the FCS, to football. But uh, I can't pick against the Stock Steelers, my man. Give me Middle Tennessee State. Fair enough. I will take Middle Tennessee State because I believe in the coaching staff. That's what you said. Uh okay. This is a game. A- this is a game. AAC Championship, three mm-hmm. thirty p.m. The re- Memphis the rematch against number seven Central Florida. Central Florida favored by three in Spectrum Stadium, Orlando. No Mackenzie Milton. No Mackenzie Milton. So sad. I uh. uh well, this is your conference, buddy. You, I know. You take take this away, dude. Memphis looked good against Houston. Uh, UCF without Milton. I know it's the war on I-4, man. It's going to be a tough-fought game. No matter if UCF had an all-NFL player roster and USF had a Division three roster. It would be a close game, no matter what. But this is another. This is, this is a good cross-divisional rivalry in the AAC. I'm going to take Memphis to win outright over UCF. Uh, it's just going to be hard. I think that last week was their, like, let's do it for McKenzie. This week... Things be hard. Memphis is playing good football right now. We've talked about how explosive Henderson, Pollard, and Patrick Taylor can be. It's a three-headed monster in their backfield sometimes. But I'm going to take Memphis. I'm going to take Memphis. I'm also I'm also taking Memphis. I just think between like their weapons are are very good. Brady White's a good quarterback for this system. He's solid. Yeah, like just don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Get the ball in Henderson, Pollard, Taylor's hands. Uh, Central Florida's defense. I know they they kind of showed up against South. They Florida. did, but again, it was but they, they were playing their third quarterback most of the game. Yeah, yeah, and C- Central this Central Florida defense hasn't been very good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This is gonna be this is a really interesting one, but I'm gonna take Memphis. Okay, that's uh, it, right? We're we're done after that game. 
I wish. <laughs> but we have the Mountain West. Oh, true. Uh, the SEC Championship, 4 p.m., number one, Alabama, 13.5 point favorites against number four, Georgia, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and Atlanta, Georgia. Is this the national championship game from last year? I think so. Just, just fuck you, reverse, reverse who's uh, number one, who's number four. Yeah. Uh, this is a pick with the heart because they just want a good football game. I'm taking Georgia plus the points. Uh, I'm gonna take Alabama. I just no, think they're too much. I just don't. I don't see Jake Fromm being able to compete. No, they're, they're a goddamn like machine, man. They're a goddamn machine. Yeah. I'm, I agree um, with you, but I, I want Georgia to, to play a good game. But this is a fun game full of prospects. I'm excited to see DeAndre Baker versus this receiver mm, court. That's a big task for Baker, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, 7.45 p.m. Mountain West Championship. Number 25, Fresno State versus number 19, Boise, Boise State. Boise is hot, State, man. Favorites. Albertson Stadium, baby. On the Smurf turf. Boise's hot, man. That's a big win against Utah State last week. They, they're already playing playoff football. They're on fire. Brett Rippon gonna let it loose. He's at home. Give me Boise minus three. Um, Boise, it's Boise State. I don't like. I know Fresno State had some hype. I'm not in on that. Eh, I don't kinda, like Marcus McMahon, but I don't eh. like. Some people really like Marcus McMahon. I really oh, like Brett no. Rippon. So Brett, I'm taking Boise State. I think Utah State's better than Fresno State too. You're a big love guy, though. apparently. <laughs> uh, ACC Championship, 8 p.m. Number two, Clemson, 26 and a half point favorites over. Pittsburgh, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to take Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I'm taking... I'm, I don't think... Like, Pitt, Pitt lost last week. <laughs> like, got dominated by the U, kind of dominated. <laughs> they did. Um, I, uh, it was yeah. like 24-3. I watched the game. It was not watchable. Uh, yeah, I don't really think Pitt stands a chance. Um, Big Ten Championship, 8 p.m., number 21, Northwestern, against number 6, Ohio yeah, State. For, Ohio State... 14 and a half point favorites. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, Northwestern's not bad. Do I have I don't to say think... who I'm taking here, Rob? Yes. I'm taking Northwestern. I know you are. Roll cats. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Ohio State. I don't think Northwestern has the offensive firepower. I don't, I don't trust Clayton Thorson. Ohio State played their Big Ten Championship game last week. Northwestern, that's going to be a Northwestern house. Apparently, they're traveling a shit ton of fans in Indianapolis. Really? Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. They're all up for it. I heard, like, a, I think one of the like boosters bought a bunch of tickets for, for students, too, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm making up stories. But there's going to be purple in the house paint and built. Northwestern nice. wins the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> Uh, okay, that'll do it for us. Fuck the Buckeyes. At Seven Rounds yeah. in Heaven. Uh, you can follow Adrian on Twitter at AGMarquise13. You can follow me on Twitter at RobPaulNFL. Uh, you can follow Armchair on Twitter at ACAllAmericans at NFL. If you go to ArmchairAllAmericans.com, you can read about NFL draft stuff I write. And yeah, that'll be it. Check you later, fam.